Hello, I'm Emily Bellet, founder of Vespod and author of You're Not Broke, You're Pretty Rich, and you're listening to The Wallet. Every week, we give you the best tips, guidance, and a good dose of inspiration and motivation to manage your money better. Happy New Year, dear Vespod community. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We wish you lots of joy, love, happiness, and wealth, of course. I hope you took some time off to relax, reflect, and do what makes you feel good. 2023, we are ready for you at Vespod. We've got so many exciting things coming up this year, so stay tuned. Today, we prepared a hotline episode with eight ways to improve your finances in 2023. From money mindset to organizing your finances and achieving your goals, we talk to the Vespod community every day. So we, you will find some great tips, some books, and mindset shifts to help you save and build wealth in 2023. If you want to share some tips with us, email us at podcast at vespod.com. Want to give your money an opportunity to grow this year? Wealthify makes investing simple by choosing and managing your investments for you. And if you open a Wealthify plan and invest at least £50 by 30th of June 2023, they'll give you an extra £50. Terms and conditions apply. New customers only. The offer is capped at the first 500 customers. Find out more and claim the offer at wealthify.com slash the wallet. With investing, your capital is at risk and you could get back less than you put in. Wealthify is regulated and authorized by the Financial Conduct Authority. Remember that we are not certified financial advisors. Information shared in this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not constitute financial advice. Number one, don't rush into 2023. While we might have super exciting things planned for this year, I know you want to write your resolutions, but is there really a need for a rush? It's better to take a few days off now to first reflect and then plan before going head on and rushing into making decisions. So how have I been and, and team, how have we been reflecting on the past year? Looking at the past year is looking at the achievements. What are the things that we are proud of? What didn't work out? Um, how I do that is I usually take my calendar and look week after week what happened and try to see right down what's been working, what hasn't been working, what brought me some energy, what has been quite draining for me. Once I've done that, I can start planning my future year. What do I want to do more of? Who to work with? Where to spend my time? With who? And where to spend my money? So while you do that for your resolutions, can you try to also focus on your finances and see what has worked, what hasn't worked, and what you will want to focus on next year? And it's also important to have a third category, so looking at the past, looking at the future, but looking also at the way you approach your life. What are your values? What are your intentions? I've seen a lot of people who are setting one word for the year, and I think it's really smart. Instead of having a list of like different resolutions, what uh, is going to be your, your word this year? Grace, simplicity, growth. There's a lot of things like resilience. So please pick a word, pick an intention and stick with it for the whole year. What is also quite helpful is visualization and planning for the year. So everything from, you know, writing a journal, 
thinking about your perspectives, your goals. Remember that without a plan, unfortunately, that will be really hard to get anywhere and you will be just navigating the day to day. So you need to have goals to be able to get somewhere and to be able to achieve whatever you want in your life. Um, having this plan will also help you to not react so much and to be able to pause and see if you're on track to achieve whatever you want um, in, in your life. So it's also becoming more aware, becoming more honest with yourself. Uh, and I think something that's been quite helpful for me is to follow investor Ray Dalio. We also published a, a podcast episode about him. You can find the link in the show notes. Uh, but he published this book called Principles and he's been really good at looking at his whole life and trying to see how you can achieve more by having like very strong principles in your life. So I recommend the books. He's publishing a lot of videos. You can also find him on, on social media. He's publishing videos on, uh, on Instagram, Ray Dalio. Number two, start with your goals. So once you've been doing a little bit of reflection and also some like big picture work, try to think about, you know, who do you want to be? What do you want to be known for? What happens at the end of this like crazy journey? You need to have some goals and set some goals. And I like to set set goals that, I mean, I like the smart methodology. You can you can look it up, but it's really important to have like a few goals that you wanna you wanna achieve this this year, but also have longer term goals like three years, five years, and this is gonna be true for your money. Like what are the things you want to achieve this year? Do you want to go on holiday? Do you want to repay your debt? Do you want to start topping up your pension? What are the goals you want to achieve in the next five to six years? Do you have like a big life event? Do you want to buy a place? Um, do you want to retire early? I mean, the, anything that, that you have in your mind, you just want to be able to, um, you know, manage these, these few years of, of, of uncertainty. And then what is, what is the long-term goal? Like, you know, why do I delay gratification for? Is it for? Is it for retirement? Is it to give money to my children? So try to really think about what are your financial goals. I was just reading also this Harvard business study revealing amazing statistics relating to, to goal setting and success. So 14% of people who have goals are 10 times more successful than those without goals. And the 3% with written goals are three times more successful than the 14% with unwritten goals. So write them down. And once you have these goals, what you need to do is to address the gap between intention and implementation. Um, it may be surprising, but research shows it's better to actually avoid telling people your goals. What you've seen on social media is like everybody like showing their goals to everyone. But when we actually publicize our goals and our intention, people around us acknowledge how great these are. You get your dopamine reward and it tricks your brain into thinking you've actually achieved these goals. So the more you share high social media, the more dopamine you get, and the less you actually achieve. So this is, of course, very different from having people around you that will care about your goals. Maybe it's having an accountability group. Maybe it's having like a close community where people are going to be committed and are going to be helping you to achieve your goals. So write on your goals, review them regularly and stay focused. Three, simplify your finances. I think this year is all about simplification. There's a lot of noise out there. It can be really overwhelming. But what are the things you need to do for yourself? And it 
almost doesn't matter what's happening out there. I know we're heading into a recession, we have a very difficult economic climate, but please go inward and think about your finances. So here are a few tips on how to simplify your finances. Automate your bills, your savings and your investments. Cancel any unused subscription. So it's the time to really look at the past year, look at where you've been spending your money and look at anything that you can cut um, in, in your expensive expenses. If you're repaying debt, check some of the repayment method like the avalanche method and see if that's something you can prioritize for this year. Budgeting, of course, is really important. I know it sounds very boring. We do it in the bootcamp. We also give you like a, a, a spreadsheet. So email me if you want a copy of this spreadsheet. But it's managing to allocate your income into three buckets. I love the budget that's called the 50-20-30. It's just a rule. It's just a benchmark. But it will help you to sort of spread your money into different pockets. Um, with the 50-20-30, the rule was originally the 50-30-20, but we changed the number around. It's saying that 50% of your income can go into your needs. Housing, food, transportation, basic utilities, insurances, debt repayment. Then after you've put money aside for your needs, how much money can you save? The rule says 20%. That will really depend on your goals, on your personal circumstances. It's just an example. But 20% of savings can go into emergency savings, pensions, investments. And then the money that's left on your bank account is going to be for your wants, 30% of wants, entertainment and travel. So for me, one way to do that is look at how much money am I spending into these three categories today and how can I make the shift to align this budget with my goals, with my values, with my intention to make sure the money goes where I actually want to spend my money. One thing I'm going to be doing this year is try to think about using my money to buy me more time because that's something I value. That's something that's important for you, for me. It's trying to find more time for myself and how can I use more of my money to do that. Think about pension. Think about your allowances. How can you max out, maximize all these like tax savings that 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 you can do? So review your work pension. If you're a freelancer, if you're a business owner. Do you have a pension? Can you open a pension this year? And also look at other tax-efficient ways to save, like um, stocks and share ISA, cash ISA, lifetime ISA, potentially. Um, building an emergency fund should also be in your list if you don't have one yet. Is building this little pot of money that will help you in case something happens to you. You lose your job, you break your phone. Do you have a little bit of savings on the side? Advisors can recommend that you have three to six months of living expenses. That seems like a lot of money, but can you actually start somewhere and put some money aside um, in case something happens to you? With the cost of living actually going up this year, um, it will be even more tricky uh, to find some money if we don't get any salary increase. So having this little part of money somewhere can be really, really useful. And remember, when you simplify your finances, one way to do it is really to get into the habit of checking your bank account every day to build a healthy habit. Four, spend better. Yeah, spend better is really tricky, but living below your means should really be something that we focus on this year. Spending in line with your values and your budget. Think about spending mindfully, spending sustainably. I know this is really difficult, but to be honest, this is something you can really get your energy from. Buy things that make you feel good. It can be because they make you healthy, 
healthier, they make you wealthier, or they give you more time. It's about being a bit more careful this year, but of course not being too restrictive. I think what we talked about during our pod event, and I think that was in Brighton, is, okay, I'm seeing, you know, pretty bad environment out there. I know I will have less money. How do I keep thinking that money is abundant and I don't go into a very scarcity mindset because that will impact the way I manage my my finances. So it's just being a little bit more careful, thinking a bit more sustainably, shifting some habits to make sure that I have uh, actually enough money and I live below my means. That's super important. Regarding clothing, you don't have to buy a lot of clothes. I think it's it's thinking about having maybe like a capsule wardrobe and renting out like this very nice pieces that you will need uh, on a one-off or that you will need for like very specific events. Um, I love the rule of one in, one out. So if I want to purchase something before I purchase it, I make sure that I take something else out of my life. So any material item that I can um, give to charity that's in good condition that I can resell uh, to make more money and maybe give the proceeds also to charity. Make sure you are responsible for, for your purchases. And also curbing impulse spend. So if uh, you you think you want to buy something, can you give yourself a bit of time, a bit of reflection? So maybe give yourself two days, three days, put the item in your basket, you know, sleep on it, come back to it the next day. What I've started to do is have on my notes on my phone. I love the, the notes um, tool. I think it's super helpful. I have a list of stuff that I want to buy, like shopping, clothes, shoes, whatever. I put my items there. Um, I realized there's quite a few stuff that I want. Um, so it's a matter of prioritizing and realizing that maybe, you know, these items have been on my list for a little while. I may actually not need them, so I will delete them from um, from my list. So that's one way also to curb uh, impulse spend. But it's also looking at the triggers. Why do you spend money at a certain point in time? Is it because you feel a certain way? You feel stressful? You feel excited? Um, and recognizing these triggers, almost like writing them down, will also help you to um, to actually reduce this this impulse spend. Five small steps lead to achieve big things. We all know about the concept of compound interest and we know that small efforts will compound over time. So when at the beginning of the year you write these like really big resolutions, these these big goals, it's sometimes really hard to break them down and think about the smallest thing you can do. But that's really something I would invite you to do. You have these big goals, you know how much money you want to save. Can you bring that back to today? Like, what do I need to do today to achieve this goal in a month, in a year, in three years, in five years, in retirement? You know, what is the small things I can do? And try to stack these habits. Try to find somewhere, somewhere in your day where you can start with this habit. So, of course, checking your bank account daily, that's super helpful. Saving a little bit of money every day instead of saving money at the end of the year. Recognizing good and bad habits, as well as the trigger that will put you in certain situations. And, th- and something I will do more this year for me personally, but also for the business, is learn to say no more often. <laughs> because we tend to say yes to, of course, there's like opportunities out there. But if you have a plan in place and you keep saying yes to things that are not part of your plan, you spend more time working on people's plans and resolutions and objectives and what they want to achieve and you don't have time to spend time on your own goals on your own habits and on improving your life um 
I really enjoyed this book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. And he says, by saying no, you're able to focus on the opportunities that present the biggest upside and you get even further faster. Eventually, you arrive at a point where you are forced to say no to almost every opportunity. So I think there's a lot to learn here. It's clearly a learning curve. But think about saying no more, saying no to prejudices, saying no to things you don't want to do just because society is telling you you should do these things. You actually don't have to. Six, investing. Of course, that's my favorite thing to talk about, to think about. And here I would say there's two things for me. There's investing in yourself and investing in yourself. It's, you know, education. It doesn't end once you leave the classroom. You can build your skill set you know, feed your passions with lifelong learning. It starts with, um, of course, learning something, maybe starting a journal, thinking about your mental health, um, being more grateful, cut the, the clutter in your life. So that's a lot of like personal development we, we have to do. And it's thinking, it's it's finding the time to do that on like every week, maybe every day. It's about reading, doing other things that are not necessarily re work related. I tend to get completely drawn into like Vespod and only reading about, you know, financial stuff, financial books and this and family. But this year I want to make more space just for myself to learn about other things. There's things that I want to do at Vespod, talking about, you know, ethical finance, um, sustainability, looking at, at tech um, and also for myself in terms of health, wellness, sports, um, holidays taking some time off because as you know work work is not is not everything um investing in work is important so investing in work is spending more time to think about what do i bring to the workplace am i happy with my job what what else can i do can i ask for more money this year can i start building a side hustle um so really again Take some time to stop this autopilot of going to the office, going to work every day and really take a step back and think about how can I improve the work I'm doing? And if I'm not happy where I am, what else do I want to do? How can I improve my life? So this is investing in yourself, investing in work. And of course, the third one is investing for the long term, investing to build wealth, investing in the stock market. So you know, pensions, um, saving money and investing for the long term, any money you don't need in the next, you know, four to five years, there's super high inflation at the moment in the economy. I know the markets are not in, in a good position. They're very volatile. You can, you may look at, you know, some graphs and look at the stock indices and think, oh, you know, I don't want to invest now. It's not the right time. The markets are going to come down. It's never the right time to actually start investing or actually it's always a good time to start investing and you can't really try to find out the best time to invest in the stock market. So start as soon as you can, invest the money that you don't need in the short term because this money will grow over time. You want to beat inflation with your savings. You don't want to have all your money in a saving account and realize in 20 years, 30 years, 40 years time that your money hasn't been growing. It's been losing value over time. We are, are going to get into a tricky year next year of course with the you know the cost of living and everything getting more expensive so we have to think about the short term and making sure we can pay our bills but at the same time if we can is keep investing keep putting money at work um, because that will help your your future self that will help you achieve your goals and your money will compound over time so investing is really really crucial 
Seven, the way you talk to yourself. Improve your language. Improve your money language. Read books. Listen to the podcast. And be more comfortable around the topic of money. That's part of our big mission at Vespod. Open up about money. Sharing what you're learning. Sharing the tools you're using. Sharing the way you invest. The way you save. The way you achieve your goals. That's going to be really important. Building your self-worth. Um, I think... I hear very often, you know, I'm not good at managing money. I don't deserve to earn more money. This is not true. Like you can really build yourself worth by using affirmation, working on your beliefs. Um, people can help you do that. Like if you need to see a, a therapist, if you're not feeling good, um, you can work with money coaches um, and you can be good with money. We can all be good with money. You can save, you can invest. Um just say things like, you know, I'm good with money. I can invest and, and save. I'm treated with care and respect by others. I, re I deserve my money. Observe your emotions about money and don't judge yourself. Most of us never actually receive any, you know, formal education about money. So it's about being kinder to yourself and working in your mindset. Again, it's a journey. It's not going to happen in one day, but small efforts will compound over time. Love is important too. We talk about love often on the podcast. Love yourself, others, be grateful and prioritize your self-care. Eight, you need a destination even if you don't get there. Enjoy the process. This year, we're going to try to be a bit more present. There's ways to be more present. For me, meditation has been really helpful in trying to find peace um, every day and being able to see the big picture, to zoom out. Remind yourself that money will help you achieve your goals, but it's not a measure of success. It's not about accumulation. It's not about being the richest one on this planet. It actually doesn't matter. Success, you have to define what is success for you. Why does it matter and how will you get there? Just forget about what are the definitions of success that you've been seeing out there, what you see on social media, what society is, is telling you. What is success for you? Is it to be able to see your family more often? Is it to be able to travel, to work on something you love? Is it to change the life of millions of people on this planet? Is it to give back? Once you have your own definition of success, then you can go back to your goals, to your resolutions, to your intentions, to your habits, and try to break this down and apply that on your on your on your daily life. Stop regretting past decisions. You certainly made the best decision at the time with the knowledge you had, and now you can move on. So I think when we think about finances, it's always super important to link it to personal development and to how you measure your life. And actually, I have a really good read for you, How You Will Measure Your Life by Clayton Christensen, where he puts a series of questions like, how can I be sure that I'll find satisfaction in my career? How can I be sure that my personal relationships become enduring sources of happiness? I think it's a super inspiring book um, that will help you see the glass half full and get some inspirations and tools to live a better life. So if we summarize some eight tips um, this year, don't rush into 2023 and take the time to reflect. Number two, start with your goals. Number three, simplify your finances. Number four, spend better and live below your means. Number five, small steps lead to achieve big things. Number six, invest in yourself, in your work, and of course, invest to build wealth. Number seven, 
the way you talk to yourself is really important. Number eight, you need a destination, even if you don't get there. You need your own definition of success. I hope this was useful. 2023, we're ready for you. And I wish you all lots of love and happiness. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Wallet. Please share this show with your friends and subscribe on your favorite platform. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It only takes a few seconds, but it helps more people find our show. Join us again next Thursday for another episode of The Wallet. I will be interviewing Insa Falassini, president and founder of the NGO Lean in France, and an expert in compensation and negotiation. We will be talking about how to know your worth and ask for more money.